Welcome to the Bippity Boppity Bankrolls podcast. My name is Alexis Boyette, and I am a motivational speaker, business strategist, and former nationwide CEO. I am here to help you uplevel your mindset, your magic, and your money through personal evolution and intuitive alignment. So if you are looking to live a happier, more abundant, more fulfilled life, you are in the right place. My goal in this podcast is to inspire you to transcend your limitations and become the next best version of yourself. I know you will get so much value from this podcast, so thank you for pushing play today. Now let's dive in. Hello, magic makers, and welcome back to the Bippity Boppity Bankrolls podcast. I am honored and delighted to have a very special guest with me today, Carly. She is an incredible, talented, beautiful performance expert all about her story in the industry of magic. So welcome, Carly. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. So Carly and I have known each other for like almost two years now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And you specialize in the performance aspects of character performance, character experiences. And so tell me a little bit about how you got started in that and then how you evolved into doing what you're doing today. Yeah. So I have been working in the theme park industry since 2005. So I think this month will be my 18 year anniversary of working for theme parks and I've done pretty much all of them. And so working at all of the different avenues and ways that they do their business and seeing how they approach their character work has taught me so much about what is actually really important when we meet our guests. And part of that is the authenticity of these characters, because just like our favorite movies, when we watch our favorite movies and we quote them, we don't say them in our own unique way. When we quote a line, we say it the exact same way that that actress did in the same tone and inflection. And it's the same for kids. They have watched these movies a thousand times and they can hear those characters' voices in their heads and they can see the way that they move. And so if we come into their party celebration, into their home, and we are completely different from what they have watched on their TV, immediately they can sniff us out and be like, you're not real. And so it's our job to create that authentic magical experience that like yes i did pop off of your movie screen to come be here with you because you are that special and that important um so that has been the key thing that i have taken away and i got so passionate about it um that i wanted to start my own business to share that with other people too and i think i have found a great community of people that share that same passion and those are the ones that are like just nailing it every time that they go out there. That's incredible. And I've heard such great things. Like I've talked to so many of your students about Carly's amazing. Carly's fantastic. All good, all good reviews. So growing up, did you always have a passion for characters? Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, It definitely started when I, I'm going to age myself. I was seven when Beauty and the Beast came out into theaters and I, distinctly remember the moment that I watched Belle go through town and everyone's talking smack about her behind her back. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, that's me. 
because I was the weirdo at my school. Every kid thought that I was weird and strange and called me such. And I just felt like such an outsider at my school. And so when I saw Belle going through the same thing, I immediately identified with that. And obviously my seven-year-old brain couldn't comprehend the density of that at that point in time. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, it makes complete sense why she ended up being such a role model for me in not only my childhood, but also my adult life and how I approach um, love. You know, I'm happily married now. We're going on five years now. And um, just how you approach talking to other people and treating people and seeing someone for more than what's on the outside. Um, and so Belle really started the ball rolling for me and I just was hooked. So I've always loved princesses and the the deeper story that goes behind the just pretty dress and happily ever after, because there is real motivation in there for each one of them. Oh, I agree completely. And that resonates with me so much as well. And by the way, you totally look like Belle. <laughs> I don't know if you're meaning to. <laughs> she is my favorite for sure to portray. I, I feel princess. Yes, she's definitely my favorite because I just love being able to tell little kids like, hey, you are special for who you are and being able to share that message with them too. Yeah, and that, that resonates with me so much because when I was a kid, like obviously all the Disney princesses were amazing because I was born in 1990. So like Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, like whole nine yards. But for me specifically, the one story that really stood out was Pocahontas because it was like, for me growing up, I never felt like I fit in with my family and I felt very like, uh, like I was more driven. I was more adventurous. I was more trying to like push the boundaries to see what was beyond the river bend. And so growing up, Pocahontas was like, her family didn't really understand her. They were always trying to box her in and trying to tell her how to live her life. And she was like, no, I would adventure. I want to experience things. Like I'm curious. I want to explore. I want to challenge beliefs. I want to just do all these things and also make a positive impact because I want to do what's right as well. And I don't care what anybody else thinks. And for me growing up, seeing that, you know, having her as my role model, I was like, that resonated with me. I was like, yes, I'm a free spirit. Yes. I want to make a positive impact. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't care what everybody else is doing. I want to do things my way. And I just want to see what happens. And I just want to try to make a positive impact in the world while I'm doing it. So when I first started traveling the world full time, I actually went to her gravesite in Gravesend, Kent in England, because Pocahontas' real name was Machwaka. And uh, it was beautiful. I have Pocahontas tattoos. Like, it was everything for me. And so that's really got what got me started princessing. And obviously, you know, I'm a white girl. So, you know, I could never portray her for children's birthday parties. But that didn't mean that her story didn't resonate with me the most. And I think that it's it would have been so impressionable and so amazing as a child if Pocahontas if I would have been able to meet her and if she would have told me to believe in my dreams and that I could accomplish anything like, so I know that that character integrity is so important because I know when I was a child and I did go to Disney and I met like Ariel, I never got to meet Pocahontas, but when I did meet Ariel, you only get like, like a minute maybe with the character. And so I was expecting like Ariel to give me a pep talk. I was expecting her to like be curious about my interests and she wasn't, she was just like, here's my autograph. Here's a picture. Nice to meet you. Go along. And I was just remember like my grandma was like, did you like meeting Ariel? Was that a good experience for you? And I was like, yeah, it was fine. Like it wasn't really <laughs> what I was hoping it would be, but it was okay. And, and you hit the nail, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, 
that's what is so special about what we get to do is because in the theme parks, there is a time constraint that these performers have to be on because there's a 90 minute line that people are waiting in to come see them. And so they have to, there is a, you know, a line for them to be able to see these princesses. And so they want to give a memorable experience, but also in a condensed amount of time. And in these princess parties settings, we are given 30 minutes, an hour, depending on the package. And so think about how much you can actually make an impact in more than just 70 seconds in, you know, less than two minutes. Um, so uh, that's what I like the most about these things is being able to actually spend time with the child and, um, you know, have them hear what they what they want to hear from their inspirational friends. I love that too, because it's just, it's so amazing. And I know firsthand, we as princesses, we've experienced the impact that, that it makes in these children and adults' lives when we are these characters. And I know for me personally, like, even though I might've resonated with, you know, Belle or with certain characters, I genuinely didn't feel like the only ones that I genuinely felt like I could portray were the ones that I looked like, which was like Cinderella, which I make a great Cinderella, but I never resonated with her. Like I never really gave a shit about Cinderella. <laughs> like, I just didn't, like, I thought she was cool, but like her story never really resonated with me. Um, and so, you know, portraying her, it was fine. I did like the high pitched voice and I did like the animal creatures and the friendliness and the kindness and all that. But I wouldn't say that I necessarily ever truly embodied Cinderella. I was more like Alexis portraying Cinderella than I was Cinderella. And I feel like, you know, having a performance coach was something that would have been so valuable for me when I when I was a princess and when I did own a company, because I feel like I could have delivered more exceptional performances instead of just being Alexis portraying a princess, because, you know, I, I'm great with kids and I love working with kids. But I would say that specifically like the characters that I didn't feel like I resonated with, I don't feel like I personally did other than visually, I don't personally feel like I did their story justice because I didn't personally resonate with it. So I didn't feel like I was going to be very good at portraying it. So, you know, the kids, you know, they weren't like, they didn't really notice that much, but I feel like I could have done such a better job had I had someone that knew about these characters more in depth to teach me. Oh, like, but you are like Cinderella because you also have these attributes and you're also similar to her in these ways. And these are the ways that you can resonate with her. And that's how you can make your performance so much better. But like, obviously, you know, seven years ago when I had my princess party business, that like per performance coaches weren't a thing, you know, and I never worked at the theme parks, so I didn't have access to that. So I think it's incredible that you offer that. Yeah, that's actually part of the, where we start with what I do with our performers is we break down, okay, what are the traits of these characters? And I find an example of somewhere in the movie where that trait really shines through. And then I ask the performer, okay, out of these four or five traits, which one do you resonate with the most? And they tell me, and I'm like, okay, tell me why. And they'll give me a backstory of like why they think that they're kind or, you know, unaffected or courageous or loyal. And I'm like, great, this is your driving force for this character then. You're going to put this trait to the forefront of your performance. And that's what's gonna make you seem like a real live human and not just some girl in a pretty dress. You have motivation in life. You woke up this morning for some reason and you have plans later tonight and it 
you can take aspects of yourself and put it in this character. And also knowing that it's okay that your version of this character might be a little bit different than another person's version. I give this example all the time of a character that myself and my friend Lindsay played my version of this character was very motherly, like wanted to take care of people because that's who I am. I like to take care of people and make sure everyone's all set and feels good about what they're doing. And my friend Lindsay is a party animal. So she identified with this character's playful side. So she put that to the forefront of her performance. Neither one of us are wrong. Like we are just identifying with different attributes of who this character is and making that the center point that's our driving force for motivating this character being here in this space and time. Well, that's beautiful too, because it's like, we are multifaceted human beings. Like every single day I'm different. Like I might have days where I'm more adventurous, more outgoing. And then other days I'm a total introvert and like just watch Netflix and watch Bridgerton. And you know what I mean? Like, so there are multiple aspects of our personalities. So it, it would make sense that, you know, if we resonated with more of one attribute, with one specific character than someone else, like that we would be able to hone in on that specific personality, that specific attribute for that party, because that's what feels right for us in that moment, instead of just trying to be the character from the movie throughout the entire movie. Absolutely, yeah, because if, they, if you can't find any personal identification with it, then it doesn't feel authentic or you start asking yourself like, okay, why am I here and what am I doing? and you lose sight of like, you know, at the end of the day, everyone, we're not curing cancer here. We are making people's day better. And so if you're not finding the joy in that, then it's like, okay, maybe we need to step back and reassess, like, why did I get started in this in the first place? Is it because someone inspired me, you know, and so find that inspiration again. I love that. And so as a performance expert, I actually have a question about my most difficult character that I've ever portrayed because I, I only portrayed her one time. Is it Elsa? No, Elsa, I can, <laughs> I can nail Elsa because it's just kind of like, I get that she's feisty. I get that she's like more reserved, more quiet, a little bit bitchy. Like, like I can nail Elsa. Everyone like, how many girls are like, oh, I just can't, I just can't relate to Elsa. And I'm like, okay, well, we are clearly not digging hard enough. <laughs> oh yeah. I like at first when I portrayed her, I found it really difficult because I was much older when the Frozen movie came out. Mm -hmm. But when I started portraying her and I noticed that I could be my more like masculine energy of Elsa, the more like dominant, more assertive, more serious version of her rather than the playful side of her. So whenever like I'm working with kids, I'm much more like, um, much more assertive, much more like uh, well-spoken, you know? And like, if, if a kid tries to mess with me, I will like, I, I will give them my frozen look. And I've like, I had a kid one time try to pull off my wig when I was Elsa. And I like looked at him cause I was face painting at the time. And I looked at him and I was like, you know, I have ice powers, right? And he like looked at me and he like backed up a couple paces. And I was like, obviously in a playful way, but of course it's just kind yeah. of like Elsa's that one character where you can be a little bit more feisty. Well, and I think that's some, what some girls struggle with too, is that they get nervous about being firm um, because they feel like they're being unkind. And I'm like, no, you can be firm and kind at the same time. Like, it's not being rude to tell someone, don't touch my hair, you yeah. know, 
And you said it in the most themed, you know, kind way. You said it, you know, as the character. So we themed it and we said it in a kind way that didn't like threaten, you know, the kid of like, you know, I'm mad at you or anything like that. Yeah. It's just like, hey, you it's okay to be to be firm and put your foot down in those sort of instances. And well, yeah, I a girl struggle with that too. Yeah. And Elsa, I mean, she is, she is that way. I mean, she, when she got feisty, she literally froze her sister's heart. I mean, she, she, of course she didn't intentionally mean to do it, but at the same time, like she's, she is more sassy with her powers and she has no problem sharing her powers with others. Like once they were released, she was like, okay, like I'm powerful. I'm amazing. I'm an incredible woman. And I feel like when you embody that as Elsa, you really step into your power. You step into that unapologeticness with being a powerful woman. And like, for me, that's, that is what Elsa was. And so when little boys tried to mess with me, I was like, mm -mm, you better back up. You better like, uh -uh. I'm like not having it. Such a beautiful character arc. I could like go, I could write a whole essay about her character arc, you know, and like where she started and where she's ended up. Like, it's truly amazing. Um, but anyways, you had a question about <laughs> one of your characters. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I've only ever portrayed her maybe twice. Okay. Maybe twice. Maybe I've done it twice. All right. Aurora. Yeah. That's another one that people are because they're like, well, she's only in the movie for 18 minutes and it's like, sure. But what an amazing 18 minutes those are. And also she's like the motivator for everyone else in the movie that we see, you know, more of. So I think with her you have to take the pieces that we do have and we have to again like imagine okay what is her motivator and i always tell people when they ask me can i say this and i tell them is it plausible and is it positive and if the answer is yes to both then go for it so if someone's like, okay, but you know, we've never seen Aurora bake anything before. So like, can I talk about baking? And I'm like, is it plausible? Did we see people around her baking? And does that seem like something her family and friends enjoy? Yes. Is that a positive activity? Yes. Well then why not? You know? And so like, let's go ahead and talk about baking. If that's something that you enjoy and can draw experience from if you yourself like to cook or what have you um so i think it's like we get to use our imagination a little bit more based on what we already know about this character and that is kind of some cool freedom within itself as well you know yeah because i had no idea how to play her i had no idea i was just like uh i guess i'm kind i like animals um I'm, you know, I, that was pretty much it. That was it. That was all I had to go off of. And so when the kids were like asking me questions and engaging with me, I was like, yeah, this is just not, <laughs> this is not it for me. I'm just going to be Alexis as Aurora. Cause I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. <laughs> it's so interesting. You had touched on it a little bit before. So this is a great time to circle back to it. It's amazing how each one of these princesses in their own way are a rebel of some kind and yet they're kind doing it. So Aurora is like 
hey, I just met the guy that I want to marry. Like, I know this is him. I met him in the woods and he's amazing. I'm going to see him again. And I just know it. We're going to end up together. She goes home and tells her aunts and they're like, oh, sorry. Actually, you're already betrothed to someone else. And she's like, what? Are you kidding me? I just met the man of my dreams and you're telling me I'm married to someone else. And she, yeah, cries about it like we normally would. Like, that's traumatizing. But then she does it. She goes with her aunts and she follows them to the castle because she is loyal, right? Like that's one of her attributes of one of her characteristics is that she is loyal. And so, yes, I may not love this decision that you've made for me, but because I love you and I trust you, I don't like it right now, but I know you know what's best for me. And so I'm going to go ahead and go through with it. So then like, what would you give as far as, so just giving everyone an example. So like for me, I'm like the more Pocahontas type to where it's like, if someone tells me that I am going to do something, I'm the exact opposite. I'll be like, no. So if, if her, you know, being more loyal to the fairies and going along with them, wasn't something that resonated with me as far as like, I would be doing the exact opposite, then how, how could I possibly channel her character if I feel like, it's not in alignment with what I would do. I mean, like we mentioned earlier, they all have different attributes and different sides of them and they're multifaceted characters. And so in addition to being loyal, she's also very um, hopeful and dreamy. She's got big dreams. Like this dream has been motivating her until this day where she actually met Philip in the woods. And that has been her motivator of like, okay, I have this dream and I don't know how it's gonna come true, but I know it's gonna come true. And doesn't that kind of sound like Pocahontas where she's like, I have this dream of there's something bigger out there and I don't exactly know what it is or how I'm gonna get to it, but I'm gonna find it. And so there we are, like we've found, you know, this common denominator for you, Alexis, you know, that is a dreamer that, you know, wants to see what happens next, even though I have no sort of guidance about how I'm going to get there. Ooh, that's so true. So it kind of gives me a different perspective on it because it's like, okay, she was obviously upset that she's not going to be like in her mind. She thinks, okay, I guess this thing with the guy in the woods is done, but my fairies are telling me that I'm betrothed to this mystery man. So like, why don't I just meet this mystery man and see what happens? Cause like I found this guy in the woods cute. So maybe I'll also find that this betrothed guy cute. So like maybe, maybe she's just like being open-minded rather than being submissive. I love that. Yeah. You know, like, and again, like this is resonating with you in a different way that it could resonate with somebody else, you know, and, and, but yet it's all, it's all true, right? Because isn't that what movies do to us anyways, is that they each resonate with us in a different way that, you know, is important to us in a different way. You know, I know people who like Belle because she likes to read and they love reading and they feel like they're a bookworm. And I'm like, that's great. I like reading enough, but like, that's not why I love Belle, you know? And so like, that's, that's great that we can have different ways to connect with these characters. I love Belle because she told Gaston to kick rocks. <laughs> yes. She was like, nah, bro, I'm not interested. I need to go and like have my adventure. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> I love that. So it's so cool because like that was actually a perspective of Aurora that I never even considered because I was in my own head thinking like, oh no, she's just like, 
being, you know, she's not like really staying true to herself. You know, she should say whatever and go find him. But it's not like actually, no, like maybe she's just being like creative and open minded. And like maybe she's just wanting to see where it goes and what happens. And maybe she trusts that regardless of whoever she ends up with, that she's it's always going to be the best possible solution for her. So maybe she's just not optimist as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And look at how much time we've spent done talking about just motivation and like backstory and who this person is. There's like four other attributes of character training that I also cover, you know, in, in my training. So like this is only step one. There's also we cover the vocal animation. So it's like, yes, I will never sound exactly like Idina Menzel, but I can do the best that I can to try to match what she does in order to have a convincing performance. And then I also cover storytelling, which is like, okay, what the heck am I supposed to talk about with these kids? What am, what am I supposed to say? I am seemingly starting a conversation straight out of thin air. How does that work? And it's like, yes, that is what we're doing. And here, I'm gonna teach you how to do it. And then we talk about our physical animation, which is like, okay, what is this character doing with her face? And what is she doing with her hands? And what is she doing with the way that she walks and her shoulders and pointing out all of these little nuances that each character has that you probably never noticed before and then now you're never gonna unnotice them um because some characters very much talk with their hands we have anna who's a perfect example of like has to explain everything with her hands when she's talking and then we have elsa who's very direct and has one staccato movement with her hands to explain what she's saying which is why i love how they complement each other so much um, and then we have our approved picture poses, which are like, okay, these are the poses that have been deemed acceptable for these characters. And we're not going to stray from this because if they did something else, it wouldn't feel true to who they are as a person. And so, you know, nothing drives me more crazy than when I see like Belle in her ball gown with her hands on her hips. And I'm like, did you ever see Belle in her ball gown with her hands on her hips? Like, you know, that's not part of who she is. And so we go over the ones that the poses that stay true to who they are. So that again, that photo is the longest lasting memory and also the most important part of the experience because that's what they keep with them. Once you leave, they, you know, the, the stories fade over time with memory and whatnot, but those pictures last forever. And so we have to pay so much attention to what we're doing in those photos because that's that's it. Yeah, that's so true. Or like when you see Belle doing an Elsa pose. <laughs> no, why? I like. I don't. I just don't understand why. You know, some performers think like, okay, well, I saw one princess do this, so I'm gonna give it a try in this princess. And it's like, well, did you ever see that princess in her movie doing that? Like, then probably don't do it. <laughs> so true, and it goes so much deeper than like being like quote unquote park authenticity. Like, I didn't even think of this. So that actually opens my eyes so much because I was like, oh, you know, like park authenticity is cool and all, but like, we really want to embody these characters and make them our own. But you're talking like embodying them as people, which I think for the most part, I never really did. I was always, like I said, I was always Alexis portraying a princess. I was never embodying the person and the personality of that character. But like you said, it, you're literally embodying, even if it's a cartoon, you're embodying another person. You're literally putting on the cloak of another person and you're performing. And so that 
that character authenticity is truly so important and so valuable and so memorable. And if you are doing something different from like what we know who they are, you're kind of doing that character a disservice because you're not displaying them the way that they have been established. I mean, you think about movies. Um, I just got done watching the Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody movie, you know, and this actress is portraying Whitney Houston. And it's like, she's got all of those nuances down, you know, from the way that she's moving her head to the way that she's using her hands when she sings and like the way that she dances. Do you, how many hours do you think that actress spent watching Whitney's performances, you know, getting all of those little nuances into her body so that when she's going to portray this character, we're like, oh, yep, that I do remember Whitney doing that, you know, kind of thing. And so it's the same with us. Yes, these characters are cartoons, but they're real to these kids. Yeah, that's and it's so true. Just like, you know, Freddie Mercury, um, the, the guy that portrayed Freddie Mercury in um, Bohemian Rhapsody, like he did such an incredible job or like Elvis. And it's it's like that's what makes us really love and appreciate these movies. Or even when J-Lo did Selena, like I know growing up for me, like J-Lo was Selena. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and don't you want the same to be said about you? Don't you want you to walk away from that party being like, you know what? That was Belle. And it's like Carly's nowhere to be seen because when they when they see me in, you know, the full, not just the pretty dress and the hair, but in also living, breathing her reality, people are like, wow, we just we just met Belle. Like and I'm and I am not even a part of that picture, which, you know, is a great little escapism for you as an artist as well. That's so cool. And it, it, it's it's um, what is it? Method acting? Yeah, method acting is a little okay. So now my theater nerd is coming out because I went to college for um, for musical theater. So method acting is more so of like trying to integrate those characters' attributes into your daily life. So um, bringing blurring the line between reality and pretend, you know, per se. So like trying to live in that character's body and. Um, voice and mannerisms while you're going through your everyday life so if you're going to the grocery store as cinderella like that's method acting right um so i i am not like a huge method actor i just am more so of like a muscle memory kind of person so when i see when i watch these mannerisms happening or i hear this vocal animation happening I will hear it and I will see it and I will put it on my body and I will practice it a couple of times so that it's like learning a dance routine, right? Like it becomes a part of your muscle memory and it your body starts to remember it so that it's like, okay, when I turn on this switch of being this character, those mannerisms just come back. So to whoever is listening, where can they contact you to get your expertise and learn more and truly embody these characters and, and develop the skill sets that you teach? Yeah, the best way to contact me is going to be on Instagram. And my handle is in character with Carly. It's in Carly with a Y, like Carly Simon, if that's helpful for those who are old enough to know who that is. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, my name is spelled C-A-R-L-Y. So it's in character with Carly on Instagram. Just shoot me a message. And I always tell every one of my uh, 
pupils, my students, that sounds like a better word, that every time I teach them, I tell them to follow me. And if they have any questions to always feel free to reach out to me because I want them to feel like they have a resource to use uh, if they ever have any questions. And I'm like, send me your voice memos, you know, send me a voice memo of you talking like Rapunzel, send me a quick video of you animating like Elsa, send me your stories of like, this is a story I came up with as Ariel, like send me these things and I'll tell you, yeah, that's hitting the nail on the head or like, Ooh, what if we tried this? You know, like, don't forget this little nuance here. Um, so I, I really enjoy being able to be a part of that experience for them so that even though I don't get to watch them in person fly, I know that they are out there soaring because of the little tips and tricks that I'm giving them. That's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge, having this incredible conversation with me, giving me this new perspective on character authenticity and portrayal. Like, I appreciate you. You're so beautiful. And thank you for doing all of these characters such a great service. Yeah. And we only we only just talked about princesses. Like I also do superheroes, you know, and all like the random, you know, more um, nuanced characters like Encanto is really big right now. And so I've got I've got quite the library. So if somebody's out there listening, thinking like, oh, she only does princesses. I'm like, no, man, I've got the whole spectrum of anything that somebody could offer. I work for Two Two Tales Party Productions here in Orlando, and that company itself has over 400 characters. So it's like imagine and I'm their resident trainer. Right. So I'm their person that all of our employees come to but they're like do you have a character guide can you teach me how to be this character i'm like i'm that go-to person for them and so <laughs> i'm in charge of a lot of uh a lot of knowledge of characters that's amazing that's a, that's a huge skill set like that's incredible you're just like the magic thesaurus yes the in-person thesaurus <laughs> of character creation <laughs> that's so cool well, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. And thank you for also just being a part of the Bippity platform, being so incredible and remarkable and beautiful. Um, do you have any other tips and tricks or anything else that you want to give to any of our listeners that are listening today? Uh, I would say that really do what is going to make you happy. If it doesn't bring you joy, then why are you doing it? You know, because I think it's so easy today to get wrapped up in what's happening in social media. And I see a lot of people posting their character pictures just because they want the likes and they want people to tell them that they're beautiful. And it's like, hey guys, you know, you are beautiful too. Like not just as Ariel, like you as a person are beautiful. And if you can reconnect with what motivates you and how that relates to that character that's what's going to really make your beauty shine through i have like a small handful of friends one that's a mutual friend of ours lindsay pollock um who is just the most beautiful human on the inside and because of that she's already a gorgeous person on the outside but like there's just this it thing because her beauty shines from the inside out and it's not something that you can really put your finger on other than leading with kindness and leading with passion and love being a true princess yeah that's what it's actually all about it's not about happily ever after and a prince and a dress it's about what's inside your heart i love that well, thank you, Carly, for ending on that beautiful note. And we love you, Lindsay, if you're listening to this. Yeah. 
Lindsay's the real Cinderella. <laughs> yes, I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for being this incredible guest on my podcast. And I look forward to seeing you very, very soon. Yes, me too. Thank you, Alexis. You're welcome. Bye, Carly. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by visiting me on Instagram at bippityboppitybankrolls or visit me on my website at bippityboppitybankrolls.com. I love and I adore you and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a magical day.